Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, what do you got there? This is the new Ping G430 Max 10K driver. It's next level, I'll tell you. It's so impressive. We all know that Ping help you play your best. I've been using them for years. I wouldn't use anything else. In fact, this new driver, it's Ping's straightest and highest moment of impact driver ever. Holy moly. So on the course, what's that going to mean? How's it going to help golfers? Well, to put it simply, it means people are going to be hitting longer, straighter, and they're going to absolutely crack their drives off the tee. I could talk about it all day. It's that good. But the best thing to do if you want to check out how impressive Ping's new G430 Max 10K driver is, just book in with your local golf shop or professional to arrange a Ping club fitting, and I'll see you out there with my Ping gear. It's week 19 of the golfing calendar. And live from the Australian Golf Centre, home of the PGA of Australia and Golf Australia, Nick O'Hearn and Mark Allen. Today, straight from the chipping green, this is the most listened to Australian golf podcast, Talk Birdie to Me. Now, here's Nick and Mark. Marco, when I, when I arrived yeah. here at uh, GA headquarters, uh, I saw you down on the chipping green. Yeah, you I mean, know. You given like a chipping line. What, what's the story? Well, I hope I get, I hope I get in trouble because <laughs> you know what pros are like if you're giving lessons on their turf. No, you, but, were, <laughs> you, you weren't giving a lesson. You were just helping someone yeah, who was struggling, right? right? That, that's right. Well, that's the story we'll tell them. Okay. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> no, uh, on the other podcast that I do, uh, a couple of blokes, a couple of beers, we have a segment, uh, Can We Be Friends? And Matt has called in and said, listen, can we be friends if I'm using the chipper? Oh, yeah, a chipper? A chipper. Oh, definitely not. That is poison. <laughs> the, <laughs> the chipper no is just poison. You would have to be so embarrassed to actually bring that out amongst friends and use it. Have you ever used one? No. I would never have either because no. I just don't want to even touch it. No. It's just and, – and, and it was a really elaborate one too. It's the like of all the chippers I've seen, it was – a beautiful chipper. It was an odyssey. It was a big mallet thing. It had the inlay. It had the soft. Really? It had the soft <laughs> odyssey inlay in the chipper. Anyway, go. I was giving you a lesson. It's funny, you know. I, I follow uh, Jonathan Yarwood. He's yeah. one. Of, he's a great coach. Yeah, he is. And English the, Englishman uh, yeah, coach. Cam, yeah, Michael that's Campbell. right. Yeah. Campbell um, and um, the tennis player's daughter, uh, daughters coaches oh, them the, too. The quarter, the quarter girls. Nice. Yeah, so so he's. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Anyway, he's brilliant on Twitter. If you're not following Jonathan Yarwood on Twitter yeah. for these tips, I mean, you are you're losing out. They are great tips. Anyway, um, it's funny, you know, because I saw this one when he was chipping because you are you're my short game coach. Yeah, well, and, and <laughs> my chipping's improved out of sight. I didn't want to interrupt <laughs> what, what, what I saw you were doing yes. because he was getting the ball airborne, and I thought if I say something now, it can only get worse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Anyway, Jonathan Yarwood put this. Uh, 
tweet out. Um, it must have been a week ago. And he's talking about the spine going forward. He said, don't put all your weight on the left and move forward, moving your hips forward. He said, that doesn't work. Anyway, because I'm I, when I chip, my hips go forward. Mm. And then I always hit behind the ball when I'm doing this new technique stuff because I was like you. I had open stance, ball back, lag, shaft points to the ground <laughs> in, the, in the follow-through, all that sort of stuff, you know, all old school. But that, that doesn't work if you're not practising an hour a day when, when you know, at my age. So I'm now chipping with the bounce and doing all this stuff and it hasn't been working very well. You got me to a point where I was reasonably confident. But Jonathan Yarwood, when I tilted my spine forward, so it's the opposite of what you do mm. with a driver. Yep. And tilt your sport. I'm tilt. So you're going left shoulder low. Yeah, I'm ba- basically I'm leveling yeah. the shoulders. Okay. You're right, and that's how I get my weight on the on the left side. Left side, yeah. And I'm trying it now. I can't take a divot. Really? Now the bounce won't allow me to take a divot. And I just don't know why that is the case. You love the bounce, don't you? Oh, I do now. <laughs> I do now. And uh, anyway, that, so that was my lesson to uh, to uh, Matt, who it was a former, is now a former chipper user. Oh well, I tell you, the way you got him chipping, he will never <laughs> use it again. He did wonderful. Uh, now, Gabby Ruffles, can we please start here? This is great. This is her second win on the secondary tour in the states. Is that? Do they have a battlefield? Call up or a battlefield promotion? They don't. Oh. Uh, now you're talking about the battlefield promotion from the Corn Ferry Tour to the PGA Tour. They you have one three. there, yeah. three wins, and you get uh, upgraded. Did Michael Sim get that? Yes. I think he he had the battlefield yep. promotion. Didn't yeah, he? and got to the top yeah. fifty in the world off oh. the off the Corn Ferry it Tour. Was crazy. Just incredible. How do you get in the top fifty in the world so playing a secondary tour? Apparently, the reason they don't have it, they used to have it, mm. but. The category you used to get once you um, got promoted to the LPGA was a terrible category. It's like category 13. Well, so, good. It, yeah. So you were way back. You didn't get many starts. And that's why they abandoned it. And they just thought, well, these players will be on tour next year anyway. anyway. We'll let them go. But, but what a win. 62 opening mm-hmm. round, 10 under par, and then yep. 64. Yeah. So, which was, I think, a uh, 36-hole record yep. on the Epsom Tour, and then she ended up tying the 54-hole record, yep. shot one under 71. And we saw Grace Kim get through uh, last year, and now she's won. Uh, you would think, Gabby Ruffles, if it, you know, if you want if you win a, a US amateur and then get rolled the next year in the final and then win two, you would think she's on track to doing everything we kind of hoping that she'll yeah. be able to do. Well, two wins, and especially the way the year started for her by not entering yeah. LPGA qualifying school, if you remember that. Yeah. We spoke about that on an earlier episode. But for her to now come back and play so well on this secondary tour in the US, she is killing it. And mm. two wins, that has to be enough, yeah. surely. surely. If you haven't been listening to all of our podcasts, you made the point that she was what in the top handful of tennis players for her age group. Um, as a 12 or a 13-year-old, she might be number old. one in the country. That's right. And then once she started playing golf, She'd been playing mm. for two months. They ended her in a tournament. And as a 14-year-old, her first score in a tournament was 75, which is two <laughs> over. As a, as a little girl who's just been playing two months. I mean, the, the, the talent in the little finger. Yeah. Well, it comes from good stock. Obviously, Ray uh, Ruffles, former tennis yep. pro, and, and his wife. Mum was Anne, number 17 in the world. Anne-Marie. Yeah. Yeah, incredible. And Ryan doing so well Ryan's over there again. as a junior. But, you know, he's coming on as well. So I'm seeing he's uh, getting more active yeah. on social media. Media as well. Yeah, that's right. And while we're on the girls, our Aussie girls lost in the final to Thailand. Great effort, though. I Good mean, tournament, too. Eight teams, and uh, what were they, number seven yep, seeds? Yeah, ranked seventh. And the, the one, their opening match against was a Korea. They went mm-hmm. 2 and 0, which that's was a big, a big surprise. Now, Korea, they, they would have been number one. They would have been one or two, yeah. Them or the Americans, yep. I would think. 
And then uh, who did they face after that? It might have been Japan, I think, and they got past them. And uh, semi-finals ended up beating Sweden. Mm. Great result because Sweden, I don't think they'd even lost a match going into the semis. Yeah. And uh, just got rolled, unfortunately, by the, the Thailand girls. But yeah. they only lost one match throughout the whole competition. Yeah. Incredible. Just incredible. What about the numbers on the back? What did you think? <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen it before. I've seen it in cricket. Yeah. You know, the te- when test players went to the number on the back, I was like, God, I can't, I'll never get used to this. I'm now used to it. Did they have meaning, by the way? I didn't really actually. I saw the numbers. But I thought, I wonder if that means anything. No, it was just they could pick a number. Right, okay. So it didn't matter. Every, okay. every team could have had a number seven, for okay. instance. It, it didn't matter, but no team could have the same. If you could choose a number, what would it be? Oh, see, I was a, I was a Rene Kink fan when I was a kid, so I'd have okay. number 36. Oh, okay. The Incredible Hulk. He used right. to play for Collingwood. Okay. You're from right. it. Yeah, yeah. You got long, me on long, that one. Long, yeah, a yeah, long time ago. <laughs> long time ago. <laughs> what was. about you? Larry Bird, 33. Oh. I'm a big Celtics Larry Bird fan. So I, I love Larry Bird too. Yeah. Have you seen the Celtics uh, Lakers? Uh, there's about three. Yes, oh, I just to do yourself a yeah. favor. I know it's a golf podcast, yeah. but my God, if you if you just love sport, oh, yeah. having a look at the the LA Lakers Celtics yeah. uh, rivalry over those years. When I was playing uh, basketball as a, as a teenager, yeah. I've got the we 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 called ourselves. We had a team. We made up a team. Yeah. It was called the Hampton All Stars because <laughs> <laughs> there was a sub. Nearby called Hampton, where yeah. we used to play uh, yeah. basketball. My, you know, my mate he loved um, uh, he loved uh, Magic Johnson, so yeah. he had, had Magic on the back. Yeah. You know, number you had Larry. Two. I had Larry, thirty three. <laughs> Jordan was in there. We were, we were the Hampton All Stars. Hey, speaking of basketball, have you seen the movie Air? No, we haven't seen it yet. Not yet. Got to see that. I've got to see yeah. it. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. I don't say like Molly, but do yourself a favour. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, okay. We'll well, put, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, you can't go wrong. Incredible. We'll put that on the list. Mm. Uh, did you see what happened at Quail Hollow? What a performance by Wyndham. Uh, what's his last name? Wyndham I forgot Clark. That. Wyndham Clark. I saw this. His biggest check. Sounds like if, an investment banker, doesn't yes, he? Yes, he does. <laughs> it sounds like a tournament. The Wyndham Clark <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at Quail Hollow. Wow. Uh, he hadn't won a tournament since 2017. And that was a Pac-12 college event. Mm. Hadn't won a professional tournament at any other level. Incredible. Incredible. Mm. His biggest check was just under $500,000 because he's made about 16 cuts in a row. You know, he's done very well. He's, he's starting to play well. Mm. Oh, he's had some good results recently. Mm. This check was $3.6 million, so eight times. Oh. It's, a, it's, it's just big money, isn't it? I mean, honestly... I, I I always think of the caddy. I mean, when he, when you got caddies earning three hundred and sixty thousand US for the win, yeah, it's big big cash. Yeah. I saw the winning putt and his caddy definitely was his name John Ellis. He's his yeah. caddy coach. Yeah. He was definitely squeezing a little harder. Yeah. Than what he probably normally <laughs> he does because he's go. going. He he's going. Three hundred and sixty k. That works really well. But from I very I didn't see much of the golf unfortunately. But all I heard was he's hitting these real strong yeah. power cuts. Yeah. Just I, another fader. I mean, yeah. all these guys they're just bombing fades off the tee. I saw a stack of it. Uh, th- th- there's a couple of things to take out of it. Right. Adam Scott has never swung the club better. Ever. Well, does, does he ever swing it badly? No, it's, it's gone to another level. Really? It, was, it was already 11 out of 10, now it's a 12. I've never seen him swing the club better. Just hmm. every shaft angle, every shaft line... 
the way he's going through, the rhythm. Yeah. He seems more connected. You know, he seems like his arms are even closer to his chest and he's still got all the power. Mm. I just don't get how he does it. I've never seen – if you slow-mo a golf swing down, I've never seen a swing like it where the head stays so still mm. from the backswing to when he makes contact yep. with the ball. I mean, it's almost motionless. Yeah. It's incredible to watch. Yeah, I agree. And he has turned the putting – I mean, the putting has been his biggest issue, I think, in the last few years. But, I mean, the last year or so, he's been one of the best putters. You sent me a video. And I thought, oh, that wasn't pretty. A foot and a half job. Is that what it was? Yeah, okay. one foot. Yeah, Jeez. Nothing. He missed it. I mean, he just hit it too hard. But look, everyone can Did make he miss a, a few? Oh, you don't know. He just... I saw on his scorecard he made five birdies, five bogeys in the final round. I haven't seen their video footage yet. You see, you know what you see Adam doing? It, it's not the missing. It's what happens after he misses. He's, you know, always blaming the read. Oh, really? You know, he, he goes back and... Can't be, you know, the can't believe it face. Yeah. yeah. Well, that one. You're looking you... at the caddy face. <laughs> yeah, you're looking at the caddy. Well, what happened there? Where's the turn? Yeah, well, yeah you know the well, that's face. That's what tour pros do. We can't, yeah. It can't be us, sure. Ah. But that was that, that was actually a dead pull. I, I watched that one closely yeah. and that was a pretty good pull. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, well, that, yeah. That, that, was a, that was an error. But uh, he just, you know, he just doesn't. I mean, it must be hard after a while hitting it that good and then just not going. It must be the frustration. Must overwhelm mm. what he's actually trying to do, and then he starts second guessing your reads. I, I think that's the issue. Yeah, yeah. But he he needed a good result too. I yeah. think his season's been great. He's, I, I looked at the projected FedEx Cup, and he's mm. now 105th. Yeah, which is a long way back. Yeah. So that was surprising. I, I played with him once when he was a, an amateur. So he came down and played in the Victorian Open, and he was playing with me and Mike Clayton. Okay. And the first hole at Cranbourne is this little par five. It's like it's a piece of cake. It's a piece of cake, par five. Anyway, Clayton and I ripped him down the middle. It's his turn to come up. We've been told all these amazing stories about Adam Scott. He hits the biggest, filthiest snap hook off the <laughs> tee we, we've ever seen. So Clayton and I, we, you know, we're, just, we're hitting five irons into the green. We make the easiest fours of all time, and we watch him hole an eight-footer for six. Anyway, we're going to the next tee going, what's all the fuss about here? Mm-hmm. You know? Completely what, hopeless. What did he sign for? <laughs> he birdied two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, and then a little bit later in the round, birdied 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and he was uh, nine under par. Uh, there you go. And we wow. we had our tongues hanging out. Yeah. But the reason I bring the story up is because I've never seen anyone putt better. It was like he was using the force in his pre-shot. So he would have these practice swings next to the ball, with the short he, putter. With the short putter. Back then. Mm-hmm. He's practicing, not behind the ball, Aaron Badley style, yep. next to the ball. So he's having his, you know, practicing and he's missing the ball by an inch. And then he would move in and set his feet and putter before he looked where he was going. Then he would have one look for line and then the Go stroke on. started. A yep. lot like your, a lot, a lot of your yep. tips in your master classes, exactly the same. Mm. But he didn't, it was like, he knew where the line was when he was making his practice strokes yeah. and his practice strokes were just parallel to the line. Wow. And then he just moved in. And I was talking to, to, to Clayton during the round going, watch how he putts. He's using the force. <laughs> he, he's not even lining up his putt. And I'm telling you, we, in the end, in the end we were going, you know, all the Star Wars lines, yeah. the force uh, is strong in this one. Because you know, <laughs> he just, he couldn't miss. And it's just so, for me, to, to see the package that he was as a 19-year-old using the force, mm. 
God, I would, I would love to remind him. I don't, I don't want to. No, it's. I brilliant. don't want to teach him, <laughs> but I would love to remind him of what he used to yeah. do. Use the force, Luke. Oh, Scotty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Use the force, yeah, Scotty. One, you know, when they talk about superhero power, what superhero power would you like? I'd just like the force yeah, because then I could do. control that golf ball. That's exactly right. I could right. tell it where to go. Well, he used the force lying oh, it up. Yeah. And he used the only look he had once he was parallel to the ball was the final look. Perfect. And he wasn't looking, yeah. you know, he was just looking for pace anyway. Well, the key there is no hesitation, trusting the line and yep. rolling the ball. Now, is that youthful confidence or is that a learnt skill do you think i think it could be a bit of both to be i I would say in that case it's youthful confidence because he obviously was young the first time you played with him and as it we'd all love to putt like it as we did as kids i mean putt like a child is one of the best sayings in golf i think because there's no fear of missing yeah you're not worried about the four-footer coming back if you do miss it that's right you just putt because you're expecting to hold it and to have that mental attitude over each and every putt for the listener out there Mm. i always putt my best when i don't care if i make or miss the putt yeah very tough mindset to get into because the more putts you miss obviously it's Mm. it's very tough but brad faxon was the best at that you know he was amazing he could he could miss putts all day but still think he was going to make the next one. Yeah. And uh, the best putters in the world, that's the way they do it. And as you say, that's that's how Scotty putted before. Mm. So putt like a child is the best way uh, to do it. Uh, one of my other takeouts from watching all weekend was Xander Schaffelli. Uh, we've got a – What you pe- say? Xander Schaffelli. Oh, Schaffelli or Schaffelli. I don't know. <laughs> I've, heard it, I've heard it mentioned of so there's, many yeah, different – Which way is Scotty it? Scotty Scheffler, there's Xander Schaffelli, <laughs> Schaffelli. I just call him Xander. I, like yeah, I just call him Xander. So – I watched him most of the weekend. Uh, we've got a PGA coming up at Oak Hill that requires exactly what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, just I mean, he What's just he got doing? he just got well, just the slide and fades, and then he can turn it the other way when he needs to. You know, both shots are going to be required all next week, mm. um, and, and the short stuff around the greens. I was just I was just impressed with the way he's going yep. about what he's doing. His putting always looks good to me, uh, but my God, the rhythm through the ball. Uh, when he wanted to make the ball go left to right or right to left, changed slightly, just enough to notice. Yeah, but it was perfect. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It does take a while over the ball, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of uh, manipulating of the hands and the club and everything, which is fine. It yeah. works for him. Yeah, he's the happy other, with it. The other thing I took out, and you're going to love this the most okay. because you write books about this sort of stuff. Mm. Uh, our winner, Wyndham, uh, he said afterwards uh, when he was interviewed, you know, what what have you been working on? What's he had? You know, it's the start of the year. All I wanted to do was get on top of my mental game. There you go. Yeah. And uh, then even even then, the, the girl who uh, asked the questions afterwards, she goes, well, she went in this long-winded sentence because she didn't want another question about mental stuff. <laughs> and she was trying to get out of it which part of his game was the best, yeah. you know, physically. And he went back to the mental stuff. Yeah. I mean, it was just – you could just see. Yeah. You know, you, you get to this level. Now, you you got to the level, number 16 in the world – um, finishing top tens in majors, just you know, it's it's a, it's a level that you dream of getting to. That for most of us, right? But you know better than most that all the guys on that tour, they all hit the ball beautifully on the practice putting green before they play. They all all their putts go in. If you go down and watch them hit some chips or some bucker shots, the caddy doesn't have to move; he just gets them out of the yeah. way for the next shot. They've all got the skills, but it's just. You know, it's refreshing that just to look back and say that the one thing that has got him across the line was because all of his mental 
targets. That's the, that's the term he used. Mm. All of his mental targets, he's been working on them and they've been getting better and better and better. Yeah, I'm sure he's been reading a lot of self-help books and that sort of thing as well. And as you say, Mark, I mean, that is the separator between the great players and the good mm. players. The good players, they can all swing the club well, they can all do it, but the great players have the mental capacity yeah. to take him over the line. And again, reading a couple of the transcripts on Wyndham, he just said meant mental was a complete difference. He said if if, it was, if this was a year ago, no, I probably would have struggled because he bogeyed mm. the first hole and he just would have said, look, I probably would have thrown a few shots away and I might have finished you know, fifth yeah. or top ten or something like that. But today he said, no, plenty of holes to go. I'm still in this. I'm playing well. Let's keep going. And even just a simple comment like that to himself makes the world of difference. Bogeyed the first, stood on the 18th in the last round with a five-shot lead. Oh, it was brilliant. Now, we've talked a lot about the mental stuff. I, I want to delve into it a bit with you. So tell me about some of the mental stuff that was possibly in your game when you arrived in the United States with your card for the first time. Well, we all said at that period. I mean, did you did you feel like you were intact mentally or did you have to go to a different level uh, with the way you thought about the game? No, I, I probably had to change the, my physical game a little bit. I found when I first went across, because I'd played in Europe and here in Australia, I was flighting the ball quite low just to keep it in control with all the wind. And then when I went over there, I thought, well, there's not a lot of wind over here. The courses are soft. I've all of a sudden got to hit the ball a lot higher. So my first couple of years over there was when I was still playing in Europe so I was going back and forth when I made the commitment to go over there full time it was more of a physical adjustment more than mental because I still thought my first few trips over there when I was playing in Europe and I was still living here in Australia I was having top tens and still playing well so I thought mm. yeah okay I can handle this I'm, I'm just as good as these guys yeah um, they're much deeper I think if I wasn't quite on top of my game, instead of finishing 15th or 20th, I might finish 50th or be borderline making the cut. Right. That's the difference with the US is they're much deeper over there compared to in Europe and, and other tours around the world. So, But from a mental standpoint, I didn't find in every, any, any different. The one thing I did find was they celebrate people that do well in the US. Mm. They're very much about if you have a go and you're you're there and you're trying your hardest and everything, they love that and they pump you up and they build you up sometimes to a level which is probably not suitable because <laughs> your ego can start to take over. Whereas, for instance, here in Australia, it's like, oh, yeah, you can be that good, but you're not that good really. Are you? <laughs> yeah, 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 you're not that good. Whereas <laughs> over there, they're like, man, you are the man. <laughs> you know, that's what they love in the US. Yeah, and, yeah. and that kind of feeds the, the confidence and the ego as you go along as well. Now, that can spiral down the other side if oh. you go too far with it. So, All right, well, that's kind of – we need to go back a bit because yeah, yeah. we're talking about – some of the mental battles that maybe you got on top of early, and, and I want to know how you got on top of them. So, for instance, is it you know was it was there a an issue maybe I don't know trying to win for the first time? Mm. And, and what, so, can you tell us about yeah. some of the mental battles and what you did to get out of them? Well, th th there are periods where in your game you go, I have no clue where this ball's going. Mm. Um, you know, so I worked a lot on short game, which then allowed me to get away more with the with the uh, the longer game stuff. I know you're talking more on the mental side of things, though. But the, probably the biggest thing for me that worked the most throughout my entire career was the ability to have a short memory, and what that entailed was to be able to switch off between shots. The hardest thing for most golfers in a round of golf when they're not playing well is to not think about what's going wrong. Well, after they've hit the shot and before they hit the next one, you've got a good two or three minutes, yep. four minutes, walk, whatever, all the time in the world to beat the hell up out of yourself. My caddy's job when I was playing, Wilbur, a great caddy, 
he knew after I hit a shot and my glove came off, he's right, okay, we're going to talk about cricket, football, soccer, whatever's going on in the world, you mm. know, have the odd chat. And then when we got to the ball after that, okay, we're locked back in. So that way I took my mind completely off the game. If I was thinking about negative thoughts as I'm walking down the field, mm. I had no chance to hit a good shot coming up. So yeah. that was one of the little tricks I used throughout my entire career, which worked so well. Once but that entailed having a very short memory. Once you, once you started doing that, did you find you had more energy through oh, the yeah. round? Absolutely. Yeah. Mental energy as well. You feel fresher by the end. You're going, wow, 18 holes is finished. Let's go it's incredible. Yeah. I heard a great quote. One of the footy coaches the other day, I can't remember which team it was, but he was telling his players to be a goldfish. You know, when you, when you screw up, because yeah. goldfish is it's only Craig McRae. Colin. Yeah, there you go. You only have a memory for eight seconds. And his player screwed up and he said, well, you're a goldfish. And they yeah. go, oh, okay. And then he went back out there and kept going and, yeah. and they played oh. well. So I don't know. Yeah, as yeah. you say, it was that game. That they yeah. won the other day. But uh, that's a great thing for golfers, I think. Be a goldfish out there. You only yeah. want to remember eight seconds worth and then after that just refresh and go forward. So even when you were trying to win, that was important. To, to just to so. hit a shot and then yeah. – So I know what you're talking about because I, I I had a period in my career where I had a lot of chances to win, a lot of top tens, couldn't quite break through, eventually broke through. But I would struggle when I began thinking about, okay – I really need to win this tournament. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm in position. How do I finish it and things like that? So once I start getting ahead of my, started getting ahead of myself, that's when things went pear-shaped. Mm. So it was all about bringing my mind back to the present moment. And the way I used to do it was, okay, what do I have to do right now? If I'm walking down the fairway, I'm chatting with my caddy. If I've yeah. got a shot in front of me, I'm focusing on this shot. I'm not worried about what am I going to say in my victory speech or what happens if I don't win, yeah. the press is going to get all over me, et cetera, et cetera. Now, it took me a, a while to learn how to do that, but uh, once I did, all it was right, all just, good. Just, just before we get uh, to the break in nine holes, because I know we got some really good feedback this mm. week and I, I want to get to it. So there are golfers out there. and uh, Two of my mates are, are right up this alley. Okay. You know, I've got one friend who started playing when he's 40, he's 54, same age as me at the moment. And he's got all the way down the six, but his golf's good. Now, he actually shot two under on the front nine at Kingston Heath. It went pear-shaped, you know. So you get these you get these moments that, that you see young players getting, and we, and we all had them, to where you're playing well. Mm. But then you start, this, this is this is what you're doing, right? Yes. So these guys, they don't have a caddy to talk to and let's talk about the cricket. So what what do you do? What, what, would, you, what would your advice be to the guy who – lights up the front nine with 23 or 24 yep. points and starts to get a bit nervy, yeah. you know, on the back. Maybe they maybe they make a, a, a bogey on an unbogeyable yep. hole for them on the 10th. Yep. What do they go to the 10th tee? What, what's your <laughs> advice to them? To go to the 11th tee just to, to be a goldfish. Yeah, but exactly. It's like, again, I always ask myself the same question on every shot. What do I have to do right now? Mm. And that brings your mind into the present moment because golf is about being in the present moment. Any sport you play, present moment is so important if you're thinking about the future mm. bad things are probably going to happen because that takes you out of the process to hit a good quality golf shot so there are different techniques as you how to do that um, for me it was you know taking my glove off so i could get my mind away from it i hear it a lot you have 22 23 points on the front nine and then you come home in 11 or yeah, 12 right? right that's a that's common right. story all out there. the time for those players i'd say after you hit a shot talk to your playing partners yeah. about anything but golf yeah. or maybe as you're walking down just think okay what am i going to have for dinner tonight or yeah what have I got coming up? You know, just take your mind away from the game so that by the time you arrive to the ball, your mind's fresh, you can get back to hitting and a golf shot again. Shot. It's simple in that regard. And then yeah. it's just another shot. But the hardest thing is, well, standing over that ball thinking, <laughs> geez, I don't want to screw up. And uh, in that regard, 
develop a consistent pre-shot, pre-shot routine. routine. It's all about that pre-shot routine. You watch the pros on TV yep. and they do exactly the same thing from when they take their first step from behind the ball to when they hit the ball. If you put them on a stopwatch, it'll be the same every time. Yeah. And that period there is the most important part. Yeah, going back to football, you hear all the coaches just saying control what you can control mm. and that is a golfer's pre-shot routine. There you go. You, you just control what you do beforehand yep. and then it should go on to automatic pilot. After that, exactly. it should. It should. Yeah. Do all your thinking before you walk into the ball. Over the ball, you're kind of in a blank mental space, maybe seeing your target reacting and that sort of thing. All right. Yeah. Well, you just go off and talk to all Wilbur right. uh, <laughs> at the halfway break. Uh, we've got stacks of feedback to get through. Uh, I'll get to you on the 10th take. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Nick, I know you've heard of the Watch My Numbers app. It is brand new and it is going to dominate the golf app scene for a long, long time. If you want to improve your game, you need to know the areas you're doing well in and where you need to improve. And this app will tell you exactly that, Nick. Yeah, you're spot on, Mark. It's the most powerful database golf app in the world and it helps analyze and improve your game like never before because it uses real-time data from your rounds and highlights the areas of your game that you want to look at. You get actionable and usable info in minutes, not hours. That's really important. It's easy to use. You can set up your profile very quickly. I've done mine. And start accessing data and subscriber-only content straight away. Hmm. Who's it aimed at? Well, it's aimed at people who want to improve their game. It's for all levels of every golfer out there, particularly powerful if you're a mid to low handicapper, but it's great for the elite level and pros as well. So elite and pros as well. I like that. Watch my numbers. Download it from the App Store and turn your bogeys in the birdies. Now, if you haven't checked out the Golf Clearance Outlet, then you, I can guarantee you this, are missing out. And if you have, well, you know what we're talking about. Great time to drop in because with all the new equipment released in January, good old Sam at the Golf Clearance Outlet is licking his lips because the stores are chock full of 2023 branded clearance product. And you know that was a hell of a year for golf equipment, Nick. You're spot on there, Mark. There's heaps of gear for righties, of course. But as you know, I am a lefty, so there's a heap of gear for lefties Mm. as well and plenty for both men and women and If you're after a great Prezi idea, you can get gift cards in-store or online. So if you're looking for great golf gear and great prices, the Golf Clearance Outlet needs to be in your plans to go and check it out. See the team in-store at Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane and Perth or online golfclearanceoutlet.com.au. It's that simple, Nick. Can't wait. Hang on, hang on, Nick. I thought you were a righty putting now. Oh, that's right. I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Like the podcast? Oh, maybe tell a friend. Drop them a text or share it on your socials. This is Talk Birdie to Me with Nick O'Hearn and Mark Allen. Uh, okay, uh, on the 10th tee, 
Mr. Nick O'Hearn responding to the masterclass video on the short softy. How about this? <laughs> it was a very good video. It was a very good video. Well, it was quite a name that you uh, called it. It was good. The short softy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lee Datsun, just what I need at the minute. So Lee absolutely loved it. Beautiful. A uh, bit of general feedback. Uh, this is Outcast 2045. Listen to you guys this morning. Enjoyed it very much. Good on you, Outcast 2045. We appreciate that. Uh, and a couple of people replying to me wearing blue. I, I didn't think it was out of the ordinary, me wearing blue and blue glasses. No, blue's last fine, week. but yeah. the gla- and you've got the blue glasses on again, I noticed, yeah. but not, not the... Everything uh, was blue. That was yeah. the thing. Okay. Right. That was the thing, yeah. Okay. So what are they saying? Matthew Barnes, blue foot joys too? I do have, a pair, of, I do have a pair of blue foot joys. See, that's what we need yeah. to give to Elvis <laughs> Smiley, right? For, uh, for they, the Sundays. They are suede yeah. as well, but they're like a runner yeah. type shoe. And I yeah. actually replied to that one saying, well, if he shows up, well, if he shows up in all red next week, we might have an issue. Hey, Tommy Condal interests yeah. me because he sent through a picture. What did he say? He said, uh, blue is my favourite colour as well and sent us a picture of this beautiful car. Mm. I can't make out what it is, though. Is that a Ferrari or is oh, that a Lambo? Do you think it's or his or is, is that in a showroom? I'm not sure. Oh, we'll, but, we'll work it on socials and people can tell yeah, us what yeah, it is because okay. someone will know. Someone will know. Uh, Beautiful. Rob Dodd thought I was looking good. Good on you, Rob Dodd. Yeah. He thought I was going all right. Uh, and just needed a Sevy collar, bigger and brighter. Uh, <laughs> Sevy, you remember Sevy's big collars? Oh, it was massive. It was God, great. they were huge. The big white shirts, yeah. Jack I Nicholas was... used to have those big collars as well. Could they ever come back, do you reckon? Uh, they will. I'm sure they will. Yeah. Someone will bring them back. And you're talking about the Met Gala. Have you have you ever seen anything like the Met Gala and mm. the people that were there? Unbelievable. I think it's a fifty thousand dollar ticket. They're all paying. No really? one cared. Yep. Yep. No one Fifty thousand dollars. Fifty thousand dollars to go, just to be seen. Goodness. Just to be seen. I saw Roger Federer there. Yeah, he was co-host with Ann Winter. Yeah. Apparently. Unbelievable. Yep, uh, and quality shopping bag collection there. Thank you. Uh, and that was Marshall Mateus. Good on you, Marshall. Um, have you got a little bit of uh, uh, some results from what's been going? Anything that we've missed, Nick? Uh, well, we talked about Wells Fargo, where Scotty finished tied fifth. A couple of others. Other Aussies made the cut there. Cam Davis, Harrison Endicott tied yep. 59th. So yeah. in the Epsom event that Gabby Ruffles won, Robin Choi tied 21st, Don't Cassie Robin? Porter. Good solid result for her, tied 29th. She's getting going in the US, which is good. That's good. She, the more she plays in the US, mm. Cassie Porter, the way she played at the Victorian Open, I mean, I know she didn't win the tournament, but my God, she's yeah. got every tool she's she needs. Got a big future in front of her. Yeah. yeah. And her biggest strength is her mind. I'm okay. just saying it right now. Very okay. good head on her shoulders and a great coach, Daniel Morrison. Good okay. mate of mine. Uh, the Italian Open, we had no Aussies playing, but it was at the venue Marco Simone, which mm. is where the, uh, yeah. the Ryder Cup is going to be played there in Italy. Adrian Moronk. Yeah. Uh, a nice winner. putt on the last. So now he's won the Irish Open, the Australian Open, oh, and the he? Italian Open. Oh, are you kidding oh, me? Oh, wow. He has two. He's a National Open king. Uh, but there was a bit of controversy around with the European Tour this past week about, uh, remember the players that were uh, suspended yeah. from when the first live event, they, they got played an f- event fined £100,000 and everyone's right. paid except Sergio for some reason. Yeah, I don't what know was why. The deal? Don't know. Yeah, you can't it's just £100,000. Yeah. I mean, no, yeah. exactly. be, they'd be sitting mm. around. Uh, Champions Tour over in the US, David McKenzie, top 10. It's one of the tent. great stories Macca. of all time. Brilliant, isn't it? I just love watching him go around. Yeah. TPC Sugarloaf, the golf course, which is yeah. just outside Atlanta. Did you ever play there? Uh, never played it. No. Beautiful golf Looks course. Looks unreal. Yeah, very good. Looks unreal. Greg Norman job too, that one. 
Ooh, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, yeah I think it, could it is. Be. Okay. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, Stuart Appleby, Rob Pampling finished tied 17th. Good to see Apples and Pamps playing well. Locally, well, not quite locally, but at Raw Port Moresby, the PNG Open. First event on First the event. PGA Tour of <laughs> Australasia here. Lachlan Barker, the 24-year-old, had a four-shot win from Jack Murdoch. So great win for Lachlan to secure his status for the year because he just got his card back through Q School. Okay. Mm. Uh, it is time for the top five. I'm a little bit disappointed because we were talking about Air the movie, which is a basketball movie that we're both going to go and see. Yes. But if we're talking about basketball movies, the top five today should be about golf movies. So it's just an Sounds easy. Sounds good. It's just mm. an easy one. So to you're going to give your five, and I'll give mine. Yeah. Well, okay. No. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll, okay. our, <laughs> what we'll do is we'll let our uh, our listeners determine who's got the best top five. We'll do a poll. We'll do a poll. Okay. All righty. So at number five, I've got Bag Events. Just because I do believe in the caddy whisperer. I do, I mm. do believe. Oh, it's, a, it's not a caddy whisperer. It's a professional golf whisperer. It I was Will Smith, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon the caddy has a big influence yeah. Matt on Matt Damon's the golf swing wasn't the prettiest, it but I tell you what, garbage. the guy playing uh, Bobby Jones. Yeah, it was okay. Whoa. Swung it beautifully. Not bad. Mm. Not even had the little over the top going. Yeah. He did a good job. Great. Uh, Caddyshack's my number four. I've watched it a thousand times. Four. Stated a little bit. Yeah, number four. Four. Wow. Jeez. Because there okay. are some there are some good ones. Okay. Tin Cup was the first time they tried to get serious about a movie. And when you got Phil Mickelson and a few other guys making the cameos in it, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. The, the finish, I still, I'm, I don't know whether it was the right finish. Just to hit mm. 16 balls into the water and hole <laughs> a three-wood for whatever it was, 15. I saw on Twitter the other day, someone posted a picture of that final hole on Twin oh, really? Cup, and they haven't changed it since. So people can go there. There's a plaque. You can hit balls. Oh, you and, and do the Roy McAvoy, <laughs> whatever his name plaque. was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too good. Uh, number two, the greatest game ever played. Yeah, that was good. It is an, It is a belter. Yeah. If you've never seen it, I reckon there's a lot of people out there mm. who haven't seen it. It is a belter. And my number one. Now, I'm not sure where you can see this movie these days. I, I ended up getting it on YouTube. So I had to go to YouTube to get it. I bet it's still there. And the little kid who plays Seve Belasteros in Seve the movie should have won an Oscar mm. just for his swing. He must be a good little golfer himself. Certain people in life have this aura around them. Sinatra had it. Elvis Presley had it. And it just oozed from him. Especially if you're my face. I know you're nervous, but I'm too. St. 84. The best moment of my career. So I thought it was a good idea to stamp that forever in my arm. Remember, Seve, you're the best. <laughs> no balls, no clubs, no money, nothing. Necesito algo de dinero, Luis. Seve lo vale. And the more difficult are the things, the more you try. In my mind, I always dream and I always visualize myself become a champion. Oh, and the young Matador is absolutely delighted. It is just a beautiful movie. You actually see a lot of lo real pictures of Seve, so it goes back to time to this little kid, what he was doing, then it goes to the tournaments he won, then it goes back to the little kid. It is a sensational movie, and... I don't think I don't think you can top my top five. Oh, so good luck. Okay. Well, <laughs> my, well, I've got four of the same, but one which you have probably haven't heard of, which was yeah, one right. of my favourites as well. But at number five, Bag of Ants, yeah, for sure, Tick, the legend. Same, That's a same, good one. Same. Number four, the greatest game ever played. Ooh. Shia LaBeouf. 
Right. He uh, swing was okay, but um, <laughs> actually the guy who played Harry Varden, he swung a yeah, beautifully, he was good. Yeah, beautiful he was good. grip, obviously the Varden grip. Yeah. Number three, this is the one you probably haven't heard of. It's called Seven Days in Utopia. No, what Ro- is it? Robert Duvall. Robert uh, Duvall. Yes, and Lucas Black, who's an actor in, a, in yeah. the US, swings it really well. But it's actually about the mental game, which is why I love it. So this is one for you, Mark. Seven go, Days go in Utopia. Watch. Where can I see it? I have no idea where you can get it. Oh, I watched right, it Google years it. ago. It was brilliant. Seven Days in Utopia. Very good film. Right up. That was number three. No, number two was Sevi the movie. Yep. Yep. Very, very good. Yep. And But how can you go past the greatest one-liners of no. all time, the Caddyshack. Yes, I mean, there yes, are so yes. many one-liners and, Dan, we definitely need to get oh. a couple of one-liners in after this top five. Because <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Bushwood Country Club. The membership's exclusive. You think I'd join this crummy snobatorium? The help is outrageous. The madness is contagious. Bad language, fooling around on the course, poor caddying. But this whole place... Caddyshack. Starring Chevy Chase as Ty Webb. Who is that disgusting man over there? A sportsman who really knows how to score. So, what brings you to this uh, nape of the woods, neck of the wave? How come you're here? Rodney Dangerfield as Al Servant, a big shot. My dinky's bigger than your whole boat! With an even bigger mouth. <laughs> hey, somebody step on a duck. <laughs> Ted Knight. Caddyshack. The comedy with... Uh, you feel like a Chiquito after that? <laughs> yeah. What a movie, honestly. Yeah, incredible. Yep. Very, very funny. Yeah. Uh, and, and unfortunately, Caddyshack 2 went oh, the other way. The it, worst ever stinker. Yeah, it was a shocking follow-up. Disgraceful. Should never have done it. Uh, who's doing the uh, Masterclass? I am. I'm you doing are. the Masterclass. Today. All right, time for the Masterclass. I'm a champion! Uh, like I said, I've been watching that tournament rather closely. Uh, beautiful place to play. Which, which Quail tournament? Hollow. Quail Hollow. Yeah, yep. Quail Hollow. Beautiful place to play. And it was one of those golf courses where if you hit it in the trees, you were able to hit these little half low shots out. Mm-hmm. So what I did notice, uh, and, and it's a good way of doing it, uh, side bend when you're going through the ball is a big term we're using in golf at the moment, but also side bend in the follow-through is really important. You see so many amateurs standing up straight when they've uh, in, in, in their follow-through. When you watch the best players in the world hit half shots, the side bend and the side bend on the follow-through, their spine is still very much on a, on a really big angle. Mm. And I don't think many amateurs do this. I think a lot of amateurs hit a half shot and they're standing straight yeah. with the half shot. So you got to do – I'll put it out in the socials. I'll do a little half swing sort of lesson out there in a tick. But when you are doing half shots, you try and match the length of the backswing with the length of the follow-through. It. It's really, yep. really important. But the other one that's most important, and all the best players do it, and I've been watching them all this week, they keep their side bend in the follow-through mm. as well. It's a that. really simple thing to do, and it makes – more sense when you actually do it physically. Yep. You'll, you'll understand. Yeah, and a great way to practice that would be to pick a 100-metre marker out in the range and maybe pick your five or six yeah. iron to that marker. If you hit it 150 or 60 metres yep. normally, pick something out almost half the distance as you'd normally hit it and just try and get it pin high. Just try and get the right distance and that will determine the length of your backswing and your follow-through, as you say, Mark, but side bend's very important. Absolutely perfect, Nick. Good to see you again. And uh, even though your top five was garbage, uh, (laughs) I'm looking looking forward to seeing you next week. Well, it was almost a pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Nick O'Hearn and Mark Allen's podcast, Talk Birdie to Me, live from the Australian Golf Centre, home of the PGA of Australia and Golf Australia. We'd love you to follow us on the socials. And... 
rate and review the podcast wherever you listen. Talk Birdie to Me's executive producer is Dan Bradley at Kaizen Media. Sound design, Daryl Misson at loudzebra.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.